We don't realize this, but we spend almost all of our thinking skimming along the surface of the water. It's very difficult to plunge down when you're in your own head. But when you begin to write, you begin to go down to the deep depths because those sentences and paragraphs begin to um, lead you down a, a much more sequential trail. Whereas when you're just thinking about it, it's much more like hyperlinks going in different directions. It's very difficult to stay um, sort of in that, in a zone. And so that's gonna be much more natural while you're writing. Hey friends, welcome to the 1000 Houses podcast where we encourage and equip households to make disciples in and through the home. Every episode, you'll hear interviews, teachings, and conversations around what it looks like to turn your home into a hub for mission, community, and discipleship. So today's episode was taken from one of our coaching intensives called Life on Life Discipleship, where we provide you with personal coaching and equipping on your journey to taking on apprentices to multiply disciples. So to learn more about this coaching intensive, visit 1kh.org slash discipleship. And if you're interested in learning more about a thousand houses in general and want to check out some of our other resources, head on over to 1kh.org. Let's jump into today's episode. Oftentimes when you are in the midst of coaching an apprentice, you bump into areas of their life where something beyond coaching is required. There's something going on uh, deep down inside that they're struggling with. This could be an emotional or a spiritual issue or an addiction, and you're like, ah, I don't know how to help my apprentice with that. That feels way past my pay grade. Should I even be discipling somebody if I can't really deal with that? So I'm going to talk about a different tool that I'm going to recommend that you're going to have in your toolbox as a disciple maker. And we're just going to call this the counseling meeting. This is different from the coaching meeting. I use this more ad hoc, uh, this particular tool. In other words, I wait until there's a clear issue. Um, but this is a great thing. We all could use uh, good counseling. And I think that for some people, they're going to use this 100% of the time with people they're discipling. Others are going to use it on an ad hoc basis. But I do think it is important to have access to this tool. Proverbs 20, verse 5 says, The purpose of a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. And so what we're trying to do is get at the root of the issue. There's something going on. The person you're discipling doesn't know the root. And so how do you get at the root? Now, there are clearly things that are beyond our, our pay grades as disciple makers. There are trauma issues going on or issues that are so complex or potentially so destructive in the life of the person that we should be referring them to professional help. But we definitely want to have within our tool belt as uh, disciple makers the ability to help our uh, people, our apprentices, heal or work through deep issues, at the very least discover um, what is at the root of some of these things. And so we need um, a, basic, uh, a basic set of tools for this. And um, I, I learned this method from my friend Justin, who was taught it by one of, I feel like, the, one of the most um, well-known Christian counselors in our city. And, and uh, he was very much in favor of um, people using this kind of counseling in, in these relationships that, uh, where you didn't necessarily have any kind of professional training. Uh, and I think this can be very, very helpful. Now, I want to first distinguish the counseling meeting from the coaching meeting. Um, and these are very different. The coaching meeting 
is uh, fairly proactive and where you are giving advice, where you are uh, really stretching the person um, to the next level, where you are helping them do what they wish they would have the ability to do, but they need some accountability uh, to do that. And so coaching is really, you are being very proactive in that sense. Um, but that counseling is, is almost an opposite approach where you are really listening and allowing the person, him or herself, to discover a lot of these things. But you're going to help them go deep. You're gonna help them uh, really plunge into the depths of what is going on. Um, and what you're not gonna take on in this meeting is responsibility for fixing the problem. Um, your job in the way we're gonna talk about this is to help that person plunge the depths of what is going on, help them discover things that are inside, that are kind of below that surface, or as the proverb says, go into that deep water and draw out what's inside of there. Um, and so you don't need to feel the pressure to fix anything in this process. Um, I'll walk you through what, what I think uh, what it is all about, but the primary thing that, you, that you're going to facilitate is a, uh, is a meeting in which you are listening to them and allowing them to uh, focus enough to go into that deep water. And so this, is, this begins um, by before you set up any kind of counseling meeting with your apprentice, you give them an assignment and they're going to do a lot of the work that is going to be required for this, this meeting um, by, by working through this assignment. And the, the assignment's very simple. It's a journaling, journaling assignment, and you simply say, just write, unedited, what you're thinking and feeling. Don't stop to analyze or judge yourself. Um, you want them to set aside 30 to 60 minutes to do a journal, one to two pages long, where they just, uh, and this is very much a sort of, um, that they're going to allow their, themselves just to write, like I said, unedited, sort of stream of consciousness, what they're thinking and feeling and allow that to be very broad at first. Um, it's good just to see whatever they want to write about. Um, but the, the something is, that is going to happen that, that is often not done when they're just thinking about any kind of problem or any kind of issue or any kind of emotion or whatever it is they decide to write about. And that is that we spend, we don't realize this, but we spend almost all of our thinking skimming along the surface of the water. It's very difficult to plunge down when you're in your own head. But when you begin to write, you begin to go down into the deep depths because those sentences and paragraphs begin to um, lead you down a, a much more sequential trail. Whereas when you're just thinking about it, it's much more like hyperlinks going in different directions. It's very difficult to stay um, sort of in that, in a zone. And so that's gonna be much more natural while you're writing. And so there's gonna be lots of things that they're going to sort of unearth even in that writing process. And so before that meeting, you wanna have that one, two, three pages of journaling done. And once they're done with that, then you set up a time where you get together and it's a very simple meeting. Um, They're going to read to you what they wrote. You are going to not interrupt them at all. You're gonna to listen to the entire journal. And while they read that, hopefully fairly slowly, you sit there with a pen and paper in hand and react and write, if you have any reaction to anything they're writing, any follow-up questions, anything that surprises you, any words that keep coming up, whatever it is that is, is standing out to you, that's surprising you, that's interesting you, um, that seems like it's really coming from what they're wrestling with, just make a quick note of that. Just write that down as they continue to, to read. Um, and then after they're done reading and you've got this, 
you know, maybe page of notes that you've taken, uh, you can then just start to ask them questions to help them go even another layer deeper into what they are, um, what they're dealing with. Um, once you've had that conversation, oftentimes what will happen is the, there will be a time where you sort of fixate on an element that, that they mentioned in the journaling, and you give them a very simple assignment. And that simple assignment is just right, unedited, what you're thinking or feeling about that, that topic that we kind of unearthed. Don't stop to analyze or judge yourself. So you give them the same assignment, but allow them to go even a step further. And they'll spend another 30 to 60 minutes writing one, two, three pages about that and see how far down they get. This process is really helpful. I've talked to many counselors and oftentimes they'll make this really simple observation. They'll say a lot of people pay for counseling because nobody listens to them. <laughs> They're literally paying for somebody to listen to them for an hour without judging them, without interjecting their problems into the conversation. This is so rare that people have to pay counselors for that kind of, um, that kind of a, a, an environment. And people need to be listened to in order for them to plunge the depths of what's going on in their heart. And so lots of healing can happen for the people that we're discipling. Lots of broken or deep or challenging issues can come to the surface if we simply love the people that we're discipling enough to listen to them with this kind of intentionality, giving them the ability just to say and, and expose and express whatever is going on down there. You will begin to see that bubble up from the surface. So I'd say at least half the time I'm discipling somebody um, in the midst of that, we'll bump into to an issue and the coaching meeting is just not good enough anymore. I can tell we've sort of hit a snag. There's something going on in their life and we just don't know enough about it. They have not explored it enough. It's unexplored territory for them. And even if I have, a, have sort of a intuition about maybe what the root is, oftentimes if you just blurt that out and then focus them on what you think is the root, there's no real power healing to that. For some reason, people have a much deeper experience of healing when they uncover and discover these things themselves. And you could be wrong, um, which is another reason why it might, may be a good idea if your advice is not helping to, to really uh, begin to move from counseling, from coaching into you know, some, some of these sort of counseling or journaling sessions. If you're not comfortable calling it counseling, you can just call it you know, a journaling session, something like that to differentiate this from what a counselor does uh, who's paid and who's trained and just say, hey, I'd like to do a journaling session with you. Um, I find that, you know, and this is really simple. I'm just here to listen to you. You know, I'm not going to fix your problems. I'll give you, you know, sort of a, um, a little bit of feedback about just sort of what I heard you say. Um, ask a few questions to make sure that you understand where you're going. But oftentimes, whatever kind of healing or whatever help begins to emerge uh, in this person's life oftentimes comes from the uncovering of what is going on deeper and deeper and deeper. Those deep waters are, are covering up things that need to be brought to the surface and exposed. The purpose of a man's heart needs to be uncovered to them. It needs to be clear to them. And oftentimes we live very unconsciously, uh, and that's why the Proverbs are saying it's important to, to dive into those depths. And so um, if you want to give this gift, I don't think this is a requirement for disciple makers to do this. I think this is an important tool, though, because we don't want to run into these kinds of issues and then have you know, very little help available, available for people when the answers can be just using a tool that's this simple, yet this powerful. So I encourage you to, to use this tool um, and to not be afraid um, to, to encourage people 
Again, you can even call this a listening session, you know? Call it whatever makes you feel really comfortable initiating this, but this is really important for somebody. And, uh, and just take away from yourself the pressure to have the perfect answer. Be a great listener, and you can do that, especially if they're simply reading to you things that they've written, and that you're able to just sit there and quietly listen and take in and hear what's going on in their heart and in their mind. And so I encourage you guys to, to use this tool. This has been super helpful uh, for me so that I don't feel like I'm getting tripped up um, with just basic issues that, that neither me nor the person I'm discipling can really get to the bottom of or the root of. Now, if you again, you're going through this process and you uncover something that just feels extremely um, important and something that you don't know what to do with and it feels like it needs a lot more deep, deep ex exploration, somebody who, who does have a lot more experience, then, then definitely feel comfortable referring them to somebody who is a professional counselor. But, but I, I really encourage you guys to, to do this work. So I'd love for you to think through this process and talk to you guys about how comfortable you are uh, taking somebody through a counseling session or a listening session or a journaling session like this. Um, but I think this is a really powerful thing to engage in. And so I encourage you guys to, uh, as soon as you find an issue like this, to begin to, to develop um, this, this sort of basic practice with the people you're discipling. Well, friends, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have a deep desire to actually make disciples in your context, but you simply don't know how, we'd love to invite you to apply for our coaching intensive called Life on Life Discipleship, where you're going to work through online content and receive personal coaching on this journey to making disciples that multiply. So for more information and to apply for this coaching, head over to 1kh.org slash discipleship. We'll see you for the next episode.